0: Welcome to Elements of Community, a podcast about discovering and exploring the elements of community. I am Lucas Root, and each week we talk with a community leader about what makes their community thrive and bring value to both the leaders and the members. Join me as we unpack the magic of the Elements of Community. I'm so delighted to have you with us. Would you like to tell us a little bit about yourself?
1: Yeah, I'm really glad to have to be here. Thank you so much for having me. Um, so I am Amanda Hamilton. I am the founder of two businesses. Um, one business is Hamilton Ray, your outsourced admin. And the second business is the admin community, uh, really the place and um, for professionals of the administrative role and how to build like learn from one another um that is really our focus in the admin community i started the business i started hamilton ray back in the end of 2019 um kind of got kicked off really kick-started faster than i intended in 2020 and um when all of that was shaking out probably in the back half of 2020 i realized that There was this opportunity to kind of build this community of administrative professionals, especially in this remote world that we've shifted to um, because it becomes so, I would say, lonely in the admin role and really how can you build a community of admins to support one another? Um, So I kind of started the concept back at the end of 2020, but I really kicked it off this year. Mm
0: -hmm. That's so cool. Uh, Can you imagine, like, for everyone else who's listening, can you imagine like deciding to do an outsource business and launch it just before 2020 hits? <laughs> what amazing like luck, I guess, but the best kind of luck.
1: Yeah, absolutely.
0: Um, I've heard a lot of stories and we're going to go way off topic here, right? But I've heard a lot of stories about how COVID has been horrible, but equally a lot of stories about how it's been amazing. Um, A a very good friend of mine posted on LinkedIn at the beginning of October, I think, you know, a year ago. Um, He said, you know, COVID's been awful for all sorts of reasons, but I haven't missed a single one of my son's baseball games. I was like, yeah, that's great.
1: Yeah, it's, it's pretty incredible that that's been able to be a shift for a lot of people.
0: Yeah, I, I hope that as things continue to shift and and we, you know, change the way that we approach this going forward, he continues to not miss his son's baseball games, you know?
1: Yeah, I completely agree.
0: And, uh, and you have a story kind of like that, which is very cool.
1: <laughs> yes, absolutely. I think the one especially as it relates to the business world, it's, um, I think as long, not everybody had a lot of success as you mentioned, but I think one of the pieces was if you could pivot quickly, um, and really think on your toes and say, okay, well, where's the world quickly shifting. Um, I think that that's where a lot of people saw success. I even saw this very random example, but there is a, local restaurant down the street from me and all of the restaurants everywhere around us were struggling and he's thriving and we're like what is he doing and he he shifted his entire restaurant to be carry out he created a window um that people could order out of it was like covid friendly covid cautious and um started to do like to-go cocktails and things like that and so he was like light years ahead of what people started to do later on in COVID. But he started and as soon as things happened, when everything shut down in March of 2020. So it kind of goes back to, you know, if you're able to really shift and pivot quickly, I think that's mm-hmm. really where you can see success, especially as the world, the world evolves so quickly.
0: Yeah. Wow. That's very cool. Yeah. Um. So we were talking about your, the, the name of your community and the description in the green room before we, before we fully launched. Yeah. Um, can you share the name again and the description? Yeah.
1: So it's the admin community and we are a group of professionals and experienced admins, and we provide monthly tips and tricks, um, and really have a focus on a community approach to learning.
0: Cool. Um, so tell me more.
1: Yeah, uh, so we we work out of the platform, the Mighty Networks. Um, it was um, I had met with somebody that I met through a networking group. Um, she is also a founder of a community called Wolf and Friends, and I had asked her just, hey, what do you use for your community building? And she recommended it. And honestly, the Mighty Networks has been probably the best part of our community building, just because it's so easy to navigate, really cool. Or able to kind of keep this cohesive connected piece for people together. Um, so yeah, we do a lot of different things. We do monthly or weekly admin tips. Um, kind of sharing best practices. Uh, we'll do we do like wellness Wednesdays just to how to you know, stay well uh, mentally, physically, all of those things emotionally. Um, and then we kind of just do a variety of things here and there just to like try and keep the community connected as well as, like I mentioned, really support that learning and engagement, um, for mm-hmm. the admin role.
0: Mm-hmm. Interesting. So, um, how does somebody know that they belong in that community yes. from, from the name and the description?
1: I would say it's all about if somebody as an administrative professional, they're looking to learn and grow and connect with others, um, That's this is their place to be. Um, We don't have any requirements. You don't have to be a certain skill level. We actually just had a, a gal join recently. She has never been an admin, but that's where she wants to pivot her career. So she's joining us to learn um, and to grow and to leverage that community learning from more experienced professionals. And that's really the goal. Um, and so it's, it's an open forum for everyone.
0: Mm -hmm. Can I take a shot at a, at a, at a rewrite? Sure. Okay. So I'm hearing, um, professional administrative people, um, who want to learn and grow, Um, I'm hearing that they don't necessarily have to be in the profession yet. No. Okay, so um, do you have uh, corporate representatives in there?
1: Not yet. That's definitely something. Well, yes and no. I would say the Hamilton Ray side of the business that I support, everybody in our business is in the community, so they're a very large piece of things, and we—I don't look at us as, as a corporate entity. We're more of an agency, but um, we work with a lot of corporate organizations, so we have that like level of expertise.
0: Mm. Okay, I'm—I'm—I got something, but I'm—but I want to come back to it. I'm going to put okay. it in a net. Sounds Why good. Why did you create the community?
1: Yeah. Um, for a couple of reasons. I would say first and foremost, um, I wanted to find a better way to train people. Um, I was always coming up with like all these really interesting ideas and ways of working. And while it was really cool to do that training for my team, I was like, oh, we could do the same thing for everyone else. And so that was one part of it. Um, As well as, and it's funny, I actually just finished reading this book um, called The Languages of Appreciation in the Workplace, and it's essentially the fundamentals of the love languages. And um, it talks a lot in that book about how the administrative role is one of the loneliest roles in an organization because you're so siloed, you don't necessarily work with anybody else. You typically work with an executive who is then on a larger team but then you're typically on your own. And unless you're working in a large organization where there's multiple admins that you're connecting with and stay, you know working with on a daily basis, you can typically feel very lonely. And so I, especially as the world pivoted to more of this remote environment, I thought this could be a really cool way to bring kind of the two things together, learning engagement, but also this um, remote connected, building people together and really having someone to lean into during the day. If you are feeling lonely and you're like, oh, I wish I knew somebody else that could help me with this problem I'm trying to solve. And so just dropping a note in the community to say, hey, does anybody know how to do this? That's kind of what we're looking to do. And that's kind of bridging those two gaps is why I brought this community together.
0: Mm -hmm. Okay, so it's not just people looking to learn and grow, it's people looking to abate the loneliness and learn and grow.
1: Yes. Yeah. Uh-huh. I think that that, and, and I know everybody has a different definition of community, but that, that's how I define community in my eyes. It's like, um, it's a place to come together, right? It's like like-minded people coming together to kind of like work t- together. And that's how I like have a vision of what that looks like and feels like.
0: Mm-hmm. I love it, Um, tell me more about that.
1: Yeah, um, I mean, if you think about it, like you talk about your neighborhood community or um, I mean really any community, right? You typically are together in a form of, you have a common goal, a common interest, something of that nature and you normally aren't joining a community for, um, to get away from people. It's about how how are you trying to meet and connect with others, right? I feel like connection and community are like kind of connected, um, and I really see those two things coming together.
0: Okay, yeah. So we have um, we have the framework that we've identified that that helps people understand what are the elements that make it possible for. People to be successful as a community but you're right they have to come together somehow some way for some reason and those elements talk about that to some degree the common purpose that's the reason why we're coming together so the neighborhood community is coming together because they all live together in the same area physically right they're co-located at night every night Mm -hmm. Um, and they have thoughts about how they want that experience to be and they want to work together in order to execute those thoughts. So that's like having a common purpose. And, yes. you know, the little things that they do to, to start to execute the idea that the way I want my living experience to be, the, you know, here's, I wanna do this thing, I wanna do that thing, those are projects.
1: Yeah, absolutely.
0: Mm-hmm. Um, how does, your community which is an online community right they have a place to co-locate but it's not physical how do they um how do they create a common language
1: um that's an, an interesting question um i think and now if you're if you've never worked in an administrative role you wouldn't know know the admin language but i think if you have a little bit of experience, you kind of walk in knowing how to interact and um like there it's it's kind of funny, it's hard to describe, but you know as an administrative professional who to talk to and how to like communicate to one another. And so I think in that way, um within a community, if you if you don't know that, you can kind of see it as people are communicating. I'll I'm trying to like, I don't know how to explain it in the best words possible, but like um it's even when you're scheduling a meeting and if you reach out to somebody to schedule a meeting as an admin and you reach out to another admin, it's just common knowledge that if you're the one that's reaching out, you're typically going to be the one that's sending the invite. <laughs> so if people operate on the, the flip side of things, that's where it's kind of, it's a funny thing. So there's like this weird like learned language, I would say, along the way. It's not super prescriptive. I think it's just uh, like things that you like learn as you learn the role and you work with others um, and kind of understand the nuances of it. Um, That's just one silly example. There's several, several others. Um, But I would say within a, a community environment, you just kind of, you develop a language together as you're building the community and engaging on a consistent basis.
0: Mm-hmm. I, I love that. That's awesome. I, and I agree that the way that you choose to do things, it counts as a language. Mm-hmm. So, you know, the, the the social convention around choosing who it is that sends the invite, right? The The person who first reached out, that's the one who sends the invite. Um, yeah, that's language.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Kind of like,
0: um, everybody jokes and it's, it's a hilarious joke and I'm Italian. So it's funny to me too. Everybody jokes that if you tie an Italian's hands behind their back, they won't be able to talk. <laughs> <laughs> and that's hundred percent true. So talking with our hands is a piece of our language.
1: Yeah. I am not Italian, but I do talk with my hands.
0: <laughs> yep. Um, well, language is a learned thing. <laughs> yes. <laughs> okay. So uh, going back to um, what what we call a CPOP, the community um, point of purpose. It sounds to me like your CPOP is uh, professional admins looking for community. Yeah. It seems like that's it. Because community includes doing projects together. It includes having a common language. It includes getting together and being engaged together. Um, and in this case, the projects are learning and growing. The projects are talking about the challenges that you have as an admin. So, professional admins seeking community.
1: Yes, absolutely.
0: Hmm. Cool. What do you think? You're going to put it up on your Mighty Networks, you don't have to do <laughs> <that>. it's okay. <laughs> <laughs> um, you've been running this community for how long? When did you start building it?
1: Um, so we officially kicked it off early this year. So probably mm. in January. I started to build it in 2020, but my primary focus, the agency that I own and run what ended up be, being my I had to really focus testing on my efforts grounds. there. Well, not even testing grounds, but in order of just in terms of priority for a while, that's where I was focusing on growth um in terms of business. And so the community I finally had the capacity to take on really starting mm-hmm. and building that this year.
0: Yeah. I get that.
1: Yeah. I've been there. <laughs> yeah.
0: Um in the process of putting this together, you must have tried some things that didn't work and tried some other things that worked really well and sort of doubled down on those. What is it that makes a community effective?
1: I definitely think you have to have a vision um, mm-hmm. of like what, what you're trying to achieve. You definitely need to know your audience. Um, if I had no idea what an admin did or... Um, or what that role looked like, I would probably just fail at at what I'm doing right now. So um, I think between those two things, you can kind of figure it out. I also think too, if you're looking to build a remote community, you have to have the right platform. And I kind of explored different options for what I was trying to do. Originally I thought, oh, I'll build a community in Slack. And it'll be something we just truly are focused on questions, engagement, and Slack. And the more that That I thought about it, the more that I thought about it, though, it just it didn't make sense for what I was trying to achieve. And so Mm -hmm. I walked away from that as well as just uh, keeping it organized. Um, I think I actually joined a remote community in Slack saw that I did not like the way that it worked and said okay what should I do differently for on my side and that's really one of the biggest things like feeling out that that piece of it
0: mm-hmm. so what I'm hearing is um co-location has to be easy
1: very easy yeah i think so that's with in the anything, neighborhood right? example
0: yeah it's Really simple, co is easy because you walk out your front door and you're in your neighborhood. Yes. In the Slack community example, for, for some reason that wasn't easy for you, so you walked away from that feeling dissatisfied because you couldn't become part of the community because co-location wasn't easy. Yeah. That's cool. And then you're using a different platform, obviously, you, you told us, Mighty Networks, so the is the... Is the platform, is the co-location being easy, a core tenet to how you're building this?
1: Yes, absolutely. You can access mm-hmm. the community from your phone. You can access mm-hmm. it from the web. It's easy to communicate with somebody. It's easy to read notifications. Um, yeah, it's very, very easy, very straightforward, um, and it's very user-friendly.
0: Mm-hmm. Are there other things that you've tried that you learned from?
1: Not yet. I would say the Slack piece was something I had. I really, that was the eye opener for me. Um, mm-hmm. I We haven't built the community at large enough yet that I haven't been able to learn enough to pivot quite yet. But I'm definitely a person of... Seeing what works. If something doesn't work, identifying the why and then kind of pivoting from there. Um, so as we continue to like grow and evolve, I'll definitely be assessing what that looks like. Um, mm-hmm. Because realistically, unless you're every business has to evolve and pivot, right? And if you don't, that's where you get stagnant and you ultimately, at the end of the day, most fail when you are not evolving with the times. And so that's really in my mind, from a community standpoint, I have to continue to think that way of like, how do we continue to evolve as the profession evolves? Mm
0: -hmm. Okay, I love it. Have you built mechanisms into your community to help you identify the changing in profession?
1: Well, the good news is, is we do the profession. So on the Hamilton Ray side of the business. And so, you know, we're like, my ultimate goal is to be like long-term. I would love to be like the leading organization of administri- outsource administrative support. And so in order to do that, we have to be ahead of the curve in terms of the administrative professional world. So it it kind of, it's very connected. You know, like Mm -hmm. everything that we do over here, we have to then say like, well, how do we take that and integrate it over here? So they're very connected in that way, which is really cool.
0: Mm -hmm. Cool. Um, What makes an effective community leader?
1: I think a leadership role is the same. An effective leader is the same if you're in a community, if you're in a business. If you're running a business, if you're leading a nonprofit, whatever it might be, um, and I think with that, it's not about telling people what to do. It's tell. It's like how do you give them just enough information that they get to a solution themselves. And so that's kind of where, with the community aspect of things, I'm consistently trying to create tips and tricks. But I don't want to tell somebody exactly how to do something because I want them to figure it out on their own, but I want to give them a little bit so that they know generally what they need to do, but they can formulate their own process behind it. And I think that sometimes leadership tends to um, dictate what to do. And I think if you take that approach, it doesn't allow people to like learn and then like bring their true colors and their thoughts behind everything to the forefront. And in my mind, like a really strong leader, their team is the one that's like running the things. They're just like helping them get there.
0: Mm -hmm. Um, So an effective leader is someone who uh, has a clear vision and um, is able to communicate the vision without dictating the process. Is that what I'm hearing?
1: Yeah, but you have to give them a little bit. Like you don't Mm -hmm. tell them, you have to do it X, Y, and Z way. You tell them like, this is how you could think about it. Give a little bit of like a nugget and then let them kind of take it all the way through. And of course you have to like help and guide along the way. But if you continuously like instruct people, just don't learn.
0: Mm -hmm. Right. And Life without learning is boring, and why would we do that?
1: Exactly, (laughs) yeah.
0: I'm with you there. And also that's the core of your community, right?
1: Yes, exactly.
0: Yeah. So a clear vision, um, and how would you describe um, giving someone just enough? Is that?
1: Ah. I think it depends um, I and I can't give you like a concrete example but I had a gal on my team recently we were traveling for a client retreat and I was saying how I'm really trying to not talk as much in meetings to be a better like kind of exactly how I was describing like give people just enough to like bring them to where they should go. And then they can figure it out after. And she made a comment to me, which I thought was very interesting. And I was like, yeah, I'm trying not to join as many meetings. And she said, well, I don't like that. I want you to be there. And I said, well, why is that? And she said, well, you'll just be typing on your computer. And then out of nowhere, you like give us this brilliant idea. You don't tell us what to do, but you come up with this brilliant idea. And then you go back to typing. And she's like, it's, it, it's always helpful because you just like throw it out to us. It's great. And then we run with it. And I'm like, and that, that to me is what, um, is like giving just enough. It's not, it might just be a quick idea. Um, it might be a solution to a process or like, a, a challenge that they're running into, but you're not telling them exactly how to do it. It's just enough that they are like, Oh, okay. Yeah, I can do it this way. And almost like securing the confidence that they need to take it all the way.
0: Mhm. So what I'm hearing, I think, is um the leader needs to be an extraordinarily good listener. Yes. Um and the leader needs to care about the growth of their community.
1: Yes, absolutely.
0: Cuz I it seems like the just enough description comes from being a good listener and caring about the growth.
1: Absolutely, yeah. I mean, I, I think those are definitely two traits of a really strong leader in my mind. Mm-hmm. You have to be able to listen.
0: Yeah. Are there other things that make an effective leader?
1: I think empathy is another really great quality of a strong leader. Um, Mm -hmm. If you can empathize with what people are going through, I think you can get through a lot. And so I would say that's like another core trait of somebody that's effective.
0: Mm -hmm. Why? I mean, I think most people agree with you, but why? Let's talk about it.
1: Yeah. um, People are connected to impact. Like empathetic people and if if you can show people that you care they're going to be more apt to be connected with you and want to like either join your community and like evolve and help you build and grow it right and um or if if it's like in a work environment if somebody knows that you care about them and are truly like empathetic towards what they're dealing with they will want to do better. And so that is a really, I would say, a common trait of successful organizations is when you have a, like an empathetic leader um, and people truly feel that way, they're they're gonna do their best work for you. And that, you know, that's not always the case, but I would say more oftentimes than not, they just feel valued.
0: They feel valued. Mm-hmm. Okay, so in the elements of community, we have two different elements that might describe that, and I think they both actually do. So there's common language. If you're, if you're empathic, if you're paying attention to somebody's emotions, then the way that you speak to them is going to be unique to the scenario and the emotions that are involved. So for that moment, you have a community of two, and the common language includes the emotions rather than speaking to somebody and excluding the emotions in which case you don't have a common language it's going to be harder to communicate
1: yeah right so
0: kind of like ease of co-location there's also ease of communication and that common language eases communication it makes it easier simpler faster smoother yeah the other one is common heart um we we as humanity we do our best work when we know that we are enrolled and we have enrolled right so the 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 people with whom we're interacting are they care yes and you get there you you get there by um by doing things that show you care like shifting your language in a moment to account for emotion yeah which would be possible, but really challenging without empathy.
1: Yes, (laughs) absolutely. (laughs) Cool,
0: Um, what do you think? What do you think of that?
1: I think that's great. I think that makes a lot of sense and um, it feels very connected to the community environment.
0: Mm -hmm. Does that change the way that you think about, look at, and talk about this?
1: Talk about community, you mean? Or
0: Yeah, and in this case, being an empathic leader.
1: It definitely wouldn't change the way that I do things. I'm very much an empathetic leader. Um, I'm a very strong empath, so that comes naturally. So it's definitely something, though, that I try and encourage others to do.
0: No, I mean... Sorry. What I mean is, now knowing that a piece of that is coming out through your language. A piece of that is creating ease of communication between you and the person you're talking to. I'm not saying you should step away from being empathic at all. I'm saying it's a strength because it creates that common language in the moment. Now, does that change the way you think about, look at, and talk about being an empathic leader?
1: I don't I don't think so. No, I don't see it. <laughs>
0: OK, cool. Yeah. Um, so we've talked about the the elements of community. We've brought up a couple of them. Would you like to pick one um, that you're working on implementing in your community or that you have implemented well? And let's talk about that.
1: Sure. Um, I would say kind of the one thing that we're truly focused on is more in our community right now is about how to do more of that learning and development piece of Mm -hmm. things. Um, And that's something I would say is our main focus right now. And kind of as I shared, I'm not sure what's work, what's going to work, what's not going to work. I'm still learning and evolving. Um, Mm -hmm. And that's where, you know, one thing actually that's interesting is um, not everybody learns the same way. And that's another piece of things of really trying to figure out how to engage every type of learner, especially in a remote environment. because. Remote can be challenging, you know, like how do you cater to somebody that needs to have that ability to ask questions, not just watching a video recording and saying, oh, that looks great, you know, Um, and how do you prompt people to do more of that? So that's definitely something that we're working on. um, And it's more of that like community project piece of things. um, And just continuing to evolve.
0: Hmm. So those are, yeah, those are projects, right? Each each chunk of learning, each group of tips that you're trying to send out, that's a project in itself.
1: Yes, yes, it is. Each each one.
0: It's a project for you. It's also a project for the community because they're incorporating that into their, you know, their, their culture, separate yes. from community. They're incul- incorporating that into their culture and um, o- allowing that to become a part of what they each as individuals, but also as a community, know and think about and act on. Yeah. Um, how do you create engagement for those projects?
1: That's something I'm still trying to work through. Um, I, one of the things that I'm, I do, and it's I think it can work, I just have to figure out how best to improve it, is um, we do a lot of like video tutorials um, so that it shows how to do something, but then prompting, hey team, how do you use this in your day-to-day? You know, and using more of those like prompting questions um, and asking people to kind of share their perspective. Um, And that's really where we're trying to get more engagement One thing that I'm looking at, it's not something we're doing right now, but doing more like webinar forums um, or more of that like actual, like learning and engagement collectively so that people can be more engaged asking questions. Um, And I think there's some value of like being involved and having a higher level of engagement when you're in a forum like that.
0: Mm -hmm. So um, you're encouraging engagement through questions like, how do you use this thing? Are there other things that you're doing to encourage engagement?
1: I would say it's a lot of prompting questions. Um, So, hey, we do like on Mondays, we do we kick off the week with a positive kind of what we call positive vibes and say, Mm -hmm. like, all right, let's get the week started and we'll talk. We'll share a quote or something cool out of a journal and see like, how does that prompt engagement from the team? Like, um, how, how are you going to use this to incorporate this into your week? Or we have wellness Wednesdays where we talk about, all right. Uh, one thing that's helped a lot of people in terms of like mental wellness is, um, giving yourself restrictions on your phone in terms of like social media interaction, that sort of thing. And even explaining how to do that and then prompting other people to say like, what other solutions do you have um, that you can share with the rest of the community that people can learn from? And so we try, that's really where we are right now. I, I don't have a lot of other, um, I would say, engagement opportunities. That's where I was sharing. I think a lot of it will come as we do move to more like um, book clubs or uh, webinar opportunities, things of that nature.
0: Mm-hmm. Okay. So, um, questions, uh, content, right? Cause tips and those things, yep. those are content. Yep. Um, do you have a reward system?
1: We do not. No.
0: Mm-hmm. Okay. I-, I mean, to some degree community is self-rewarding, right? So yes, there is absolutely. an inherent reward in that people are showing up and they want to be enrolled. Right.
1: yeah be a part of something agreed
0: yeah um you started this um in part because people were lonely you know the the, the the role itself is inherently lonely um is it working
1: yes i would say it is uh we still have work to do is what mm-hmm. i would say
0: <laughs> that's fair in um, terms of visibility
1: no, I, I think it's just about visibility. Um, mm-hmm. We haven't done a very good job of how to get the word out and the benefits and things of that nature. So that's something that we're currently working on.
0: Yeah, I get that.
1: <laughs> I think that's any um, business in any community.
0: <laughs> the good ones, the ones that survive. Yes, yeah. <laughs> yeah, awesome. Uh, Thank you for being here, Amanda. Um, how do people who, who know they need to be in a community of admins who want community, how do they find you?
1: Yeah, uh, they can find us online. Um, our website is theadmincommunity.com. Um, we're also on Instagram, LinkedIn, and Facebook. And you can find us on the Mighty Networks. Um, you can join the community directly through there, just doing a search of the admin community.
0: Mm -hmm. And then the big curveball question. What (laughs) questions did I not ask that I should have?
1: Oh, gosh. Let
0: me
1: think about that just for one second. Um, you know, I would be curious. it's in a question of is like what other platforms are out there for community engagement? Um, mm-hmm. And I because I know there was endless, but I think that would be a really great question to uh, dive in if you know of any others or if others know of others um, just as other people are building communities.
0: Sure, I mean, the, the obvious answers that, that people will come up with are, how come you didn't use Facebook or, you know, that's sort of what Facebook was built to deliver. And I, I see more and more people are migrating off Facebook, not choosing to use it to build their communities. And I, I get that. Um, so for you, how come you didn't use Facebook?
1: It's a good question. I actually, I don't like Facebook. Um, mm-hmm. I find it. Any community I've ever been in has been extremely spammy. I think it's very hard to um, monitor Facebook Hmm. groups and communities. Um, Mm -hmm. And I just didn't like, I just don't like the flow of it. I actually have removed myself personally from Facebook. Um, I just, it was not giving me any value it was a lot of it was a lot of stuff that was bringing me down and mm. I knew that it wasn't right for me so that's why I took myself off of it at end of last year that, um
0: that kind of goes back to the loneliness thing right if it's not if it's not serving you to help you feel more personally connected
1: yeah like why are you necessarily
0: want it? plugged in but actually connected then, yeah then then remove it
1: yeah I'll get you. absolutely yeah. So
0: now could you have done this on Facebook in a way that's healthy for you and the people, the, the members?
1: Probably the thing that mm-hmm. I, I did not like about Facebook is, and the thing that I like about Mighty Networks is you can, Mighty Networks is very similar. I would say it's like this hybrid of Facebook, Instagram, and LinkedIn, because you can have a really cool professional profile like you have on LinkedIn. Yeah. a community member can message you all of those things, but then it feels very like Instagram feed like of mm. fun and fun and uplifting. Um, but it has that like feed structure of Facebook. And so I think it has like the positive qualities of all three of those platforms kind of like brought what brought together and that's the reason I personally chose it. I'm just curious if there's others but out without there the baggage without the baggage yes
0: <laughs> that matters it's not yeah, a joke it, does. it matters.
1: It really does <laughs>
0: um I, i've i've looked at and considered circle.so okay um and and i think it's great uh, my challenge with that is that you ha- you as the creator have to build more and mighty networks is pre-built more so you have to build less
1: and that's always the benefit right
0: Yep. Not, not necessarily a problem for people who want more control. I find circle.so is probably going to be, you know, it's probably going to serve them better for people who don't want more control. Maybe mighty networks, maybe Facebook, right?
1: Yeah, exactly. Maybe Slack. (laughs) Exactly.
0: Awesome. Thank you. Thank Um, you. Any other questions?
1: No, I think that's it.
0: Awesome. Well, thank you very much for joining us, Amanda.
1: Thank you for having me. I appreciate it.
0: All right. Thank you for joining us this week on Elements of Community. Make sure to visit our website, elementsofcommunity.us, where you can subscribe to the show on iTunes, Stitcher, Spotify, or via RSS, so you'll never miss a show. If you found value in this show, we'd appreciate a rating on iTunes. Or if you'd simply tell a friend about the show, that would help us out too. If you like the show, you might want to check out our EOC Inner Circle. Where we deep dive with each guest on the inner workings of their community. We cover things like community model profitability and engagement strategies. You can join the Inner Circle at elementsofcommunity.us forward slash Inner Circle. Be sure to tune in next week for our next episode.